Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of The Kiss of Death. My name is Mike Brown. That's my co-pilot, Jeremy Brenner, one of the best in the business. Episode 10, Kiss of Death for the Fans First Sports Network. Uh, So excited. This kicks off this probably our biggest week of the year, Jeremy. I think that's fair to say, at least right now. Uh, for Rockets fans, draft week, draft this Thursday. We have so much going on. A lot of pieces. Big announcement we're going to kick the show off with tonight. We are going to have a show for you tonight, Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, live all four hours of the NBA draft on Thursday. And then we should have shows going live Thursday night and then through the weekend. So, so excited to announce we're going to be at Urban South Brewery off Oliver Street here in Houston Thursday night. Shirts and stickers we're going to give away to anybody who shows up. Uh, shout out to my girl, Aunt Andrea. Sorry, Andrea, who's putting together all of those for us. Going to be so much fun at Urban South on Thursday. All that being said, Jeremy, happy draft week. How are you? Happy draft week, Michael Brown. We are counting down hours at this point, basically. We're here. We're there. Uh, Seventy. We're every every fucking where. How about that? No, man. It's so exciting. Big news today. Trade going down. I have a really cool stat to tell you about uh, one of the players that was involved in today's trade. But essentially, uh, Landry Shamit, Chris Paul going from the Phoenix Suns to the Washington Wizards. Bradley Beal lands in Phoenix. For me, Jeremy, this isn't even – and there was, uh, at last count, six second-round picks going uh, and trade swaps from Washington to Phoenix 
or from Phoenix to Washington, I should say, this trade is a home run for the Phoenix Suns. They stole Bradley Beal in this trade. And Landry Shamit. Landry Shamit, Chris Paul, all the deal. This is a, such a massive win for the Phoenix Suns. It's not even funny getting Bradley Beal. Yes and no. I mean, how how is it not a gigantic win for the Phoenix Suns? So here's here's the part to me that is a bit troublesome for Phoenix in this deal. Okay. Um, yes, you you go and you get a guy that you know you you basically like they really didn't have to give up too much for Bradley Beal, but you know why they didn't? Because that contract he's making fifty million a year the next five years sure and basically like ryan is saying the collective bargaining agreement will severely cripple them but this is and a one-year trade, though this is a one-year deal for you know me. you know you, yeah you know what this reminds me of I, I, yeah i'm a football reference here so apologies to those who are not familiar with the nfl but it's giving the rams trading for matthew stafford not you make the trade because that, they didn't give up. What did huh? they give up? They didn't give up assets for. I mean, they gave up Jared Goff and they gave up two. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the Suns. I get, I get where you're going with that Rams trade, but the difference is this is not first round picks. This is trade swaps. But players wise, what they give up? They gave up nothing. Chris Paul, who they were going to cut? Right. Anyway. Because here's the thing: the Wizards, the Wizards. This deal isn't necessarily the Wizards giving away Bradley Beal. This is the Wizards clearing this their books yeah they're gonna resign them financial flexibility and in that regard that may be just as enticing if not more than what miami was trying to offer them that's right and i personally think the wizards are going to at the end of like five years from now i think we're going to look at the wizards and say they won this trip no way there's no way and it's it's not about because there's, so, so mike so mike you saying that that no way means yeah. in my opinion the only way the suns win this deal is if beal wins a ring with phoenix oh absolutely the win this trade. yeah that's that's and it's not about one outlet being right or wrong cbs sports grades this as a b for phoenix and a d for washington that's about right washington got nothing of significance today yes five years down the road for sure but i love this move for phoenix because phoenix's owner and this is, and we're going to bring this back to the Rockets. Quite honestly, we're just talking about this because it's in the news today. But this is the type of move that I love for Phoenix because Phoenix is saying, "Here we go. This is it. Beal, Durant, Booker, DeAndre Ayton. We're going to war. They're the second best team in the West right now, and it's not even close." Behind yeah, but Mike, this is not the deal that you want to make to become the second best team in the West. Why not? Why would you? Because you want to be the best. You want to be the best. They have absolutely, they have no way to improve their team. If this team this year proves that they are not able, they're not going to have the 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 flexibility financially to go and make changes. They're not going to have the ability to trade at the trade deadline because they've traded all their assets for Kevin Durant and Bradley Beal. They have nothing to trade at this point. So in this is the same boat that. The Clippers find themselves in currently. The Nets find themselves in currently. And those teams have proven that those trades have not resulted in championships. So I'm not saying that Phoenix is wrong for this move. I'm saying Phoenix is only right for this move if they win a ring. 
It depends. It depends on, to me, if you can get guys like Patrick Beverly to tie it back into the Rockets, if you can convince a guy like Patrick Beverly to sign for the, which he's not, but if you go to him and you say, look, be a part of a championship contending team, I can see it. They need to fill out their bench. There's no doubt. But today, before playing any games, they're the second best team roster-wise in the West. And that's a pretty good spot to be in, especially from what we saw this year, that you just don't know what the rest – you don't know how the season's going to go, but I'm all about collecting talent, and this is a great talent move for the Phoenix Suns. Yes. No, and that's that's not what I'm – that's not what I'm – I'm not saying the opposite at all. But yeah. – how I bring it back to the Rams. If Stafford didn't get a ring with the Rams, oh, that sure, trade sure. would have maybe been one of the worst trades in the last 10 years in the NFL. Sure. And even though they won the Super Bowl, it, they, they went all in on one year and they won. But now they find themselves in such a bad position for the whole health of the team. They don't have the rookie, the youth coming in. And look, in the NFL, it's a little different. You need consistent youth every year and you need to draft well every year. Where in right. the NBA, you can kind of get away from not drafting and bringing in youth every year if your stars are consistently there and performing at a high level for a long period of time. That's why the Rockets were able to go, you know, most of the 2010s without needing those high draft picks. And the Suns, they traded all their firsts in the Kevin Durant, and they traded all their seconds for Bradley Beal. And so they have no youth coming in, but they have to rely on the crew that they have. And I do think that this is a, a result of the new owner coming in and wanting to be aggressive and, and props to them, props to them for, for trying. But if you shoot your shot, you best not miss. Yeah, and for to sure. me, I don't know if Booker, Beal, KD, is going to result in a championship. I'm curious to see, though, what they do with DeAndre Ayton. And I think if they keep DeAndre Ayton, I'm a little bit more concerned versus they were to trade DeAndre Ayton, give themselves a little bit more of that flexibility back and the opportunity to build out a bench. You know what? I'm not even going to ask you if the Rockets should go down the road of DeAndre Ayton. I know the answer to that. I say yes. No, I know the answer is no. I, well, that, no, that's what I'm saying. I'm not. I'm not even gonna ask. So we'll we'll bypass that for this show. What I do want to do this week on all of our shows. Again, we're gonna go live every single night. Pub the show right after, uh, so we can get as much content out there for you guys as possible. We're gonna review a mock draft every single night for Sunday tonight, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So we have four mock drafts that I want to give you and I a chance to break or. Whoever's doing the shows over the next couple of nights. Tonight, we're going to do CBS Sports. Um, first, obviously, they have Scoot Henderson being drafted by the Spurs. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Jeremy, it was a joke. Uh, Victor Wynn Monuma. I'm just glad. You know, I, no, we're on the same page. Yeah, You, you got you got my attention now. I did. Sure. <laughs> uh, first overall, Victor Wynn Monuma. They have Brandon Miller, Arizona, going second to the Charlotte Hornets. Third, Scoot Henderson being drafted by the Portland Trailblazers. Fourth, they have the Houston Rockets selecting Amen Thompson, overtime elite. I got to tell you, man, I think it's narrowing down to three guys for me at, at four. And we're going to go uh, four and we're going to do 20. We're going to act as if 
The Rockets are taking four and 20 tonight. That's what they have. So we're going to break those down. Let me ask you straight out because it's going to change day to day for me, Jeremy. If the Rockets stay at four and draft Amen Thompson, graded A to F, what would you give it? I would give it a B. Okay. Straight B. B plus. Okay. B plus. I think okay. I think Aiming, I think he is the best player available at that point in the draft. Um, if if those top three are gone. So that's that's like the primary reason. But also I feel like with Amen, like just given his positional flexibility, he is someone that you can you can kind of put in any spot and he can work like there's multiple configurations of what the Rockets are doing where you put Eamon Thompson in and he can also make himself work. And to me, like I, what's an a plus pick at number four. Like if that's what we're like, you know, if we're going to grade this grade, this what's the a plus a plus at that point would be, something that the Rockets would have to have someone else do. Well, I think, I think it's just, look, we, we would much like we would, I would tell you this, if any of those three that are above Amon on the board, if they are still there at number four, I take them over Amon. But yeah, the Rockets got to play with what they've got. They got to play with the cards that they're dealt. And if Amon Thompson's there, you take it. And, you know, I could say it's an A plus because they're taking the best player on the board, but I feel like that, like Eamon Thompson's not the A plus knock it out of the park guy. He's just not. But if you look at like past number four picks, Mike, like I'm going to pull it up. The last number four picks, um, and I talked about it with Parker a little bit, but I want to have maybe a longer discussion, uh, so maybe 20, a little bit more thorough with you. In 2021, the fourth overall pick was Scotty Barnes. Yeah, and Scotty Barnes, he's not he's a superstar. Fine. He's fine. He's a fine player. He's fine. He's a starter for maybe a good team someday. He's a, he yeah. he's yeah. he's already been a starter for a playoff team. We can we can go with that. And you look at guys, um, Jaron Jackson Jr. an All Star, Porzingis, don't say Aaron that. Gordon. That's that's like Aaron Gordon is a great example because Aaron Gordon just proved that he was the third or fourth best player on a good team. Yeah. That's what you're going to get with this pick. You're not going to get a superstar at number four, but we don't and know if that. you do. And if you do, then it's a plus, but I feel like with Amon and what he, the situation that he's walking into, he's not going to be given the opportunity to be another example on this list, a Russell Westbrook, uh, you know, that like Chris Paul, like he's not going to be that guy. Yeah. But could he be the third or fourth best player on the Rockets if they're good someday? I think so. Let me ask you this. And Ryan brings up a good point, right? Let me ask you this. Would you rather draft Amen Thompson at four or take a gamble and trade that fourth pick for a guy like a Zion Williamson? You have to choose. Which one would you rather have? And obviously – I would rather have Amen Thompson. Amen over over Zion. Yes. Yeah. Number one, the money is better. Like it's a smarter dollar. 
spending it on Eamon Thompson versus Zion Williamson. Zion just doesn't fit what the Rockets are trying to do. And I guarantee you Houston has tried to look into trades for this pick. And it's possible that they're waiting until they get the absolute best offer or they're, they're recognizing all the offers and they're taking the path that they feel is best, which is just taking the guy that's, that's there that they want. You know, what's so funny about Zion. And I started thinking about this ever since it started coming up last week. If he was healthy, he's actually the perfect guy to put next to your guy. uh, Shengun. He's the perfect running buddy. No, I disagree with that completely. I think, I think, I think Shengun needs a guy that is, uh, like better a better rebounder, defender. I think a defender, and that's why I think Jabari is, is fine. Um, and yeah. I feel like if you put a bunch, like ideally, ideally, if Amon were to be able to play as a starting point guard, right? Like point guard. Obviously, you know how I feel yeah. about positions, and and yeah. especially with what the Rockets are doing, it's a very loose. Um, my ideal five for the Rockets this year, if Amon is the pick, would be Amon, Jalen, Tari, Jabari, Shengun, KJ off the bench, Tate yeah. off the bench. Like, but also these rumors of Dylan Brooks coming in. I'm gonna come up with the hot take, Mike, and I know I'm kind of going off script a little bit. Do it, do it. I think KJ Martin has played his last game with the it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Rockets. You know, it's so funny. It's so funny you say that. And I don't think you're – I don't know. I If I had a gun to my head, I would say no. I think they want to keep him. And I do – I think I they do. want to keep him too. I think, I think they want to keep him too. But the problem is, Mike, is like I don't know. Like I think he might want out. No, not if you pay him. Not if you pay him. Would you give him three years, 33 million bucks? Absolutely. Yeah, no, that's – yeah, absolutely. But I also feel like given where the Rockets are in terms of spending – so, like, because the thing is they have all this money. They have all they have these picks. Like, someone is going to get out here. Someone's going to be left out, and it's either they're going to be left out and they're just going to rot on the bench in Houston or they're going to get traded. Well, yeah, and the thing is – and I know it's such a great discussion, Jeremy. That's why I'm so glad we're doing shows every night this week so we can hammer this all out. The Rockets did, I would say, a below-average job of building talent over the last three years. 
And I think this offseason, it comes to fruition. They have a lot of decisions to make. Jay Sean Tate, I would say, has played his last game as a Rocket. I don't know what they do at 20. Like, for example, and we'll get to the number 20 pick, Derek Lively is a guy from Duke that I would trade up from 20 to go get. That's why I Derek don't think- Lively won't be there at 20. He's That's my flying, point. He's flying up boards and – there might be a chance he doesn't make it to the double digits. I think. Yeah. And that's the reason why if I'm the Rockets, maybe that's an opportunity to package a guy like KJ and that pick to go move to a pick to get a Derek Lively because the Rockets have to, we talk about positionless basketball. And by the way, it's been 17 minutes. We have not wished the fathers out there. Happy father's day. Uh, Speaking of the, the fathers, I spoke with my father about this today. You know, and he's talking about, you know, just like you, positionless basketball. Just go get talent. At some point, Jeremy, you got to build a roster based on your positions. And, and we've roster. discussed how this draft is going. And this is, like do the final, is the final, like, of the let's just bring in best player availables. Maybe. I don't know. Because the thing but is. But with Eamon Thompson, the reason why I'm still very high on Eamon Thompson at number four is that he can play multiple positions. It's helpful. It doesn't. It and he can be a point guard. And that is like more that, that, that adds, that's a tally in the pro column in my eyes. It is, but it also, it brings even more unclarity to the situation. That's the problem that I have because you talk about, he can play multiple positions. He can't shoot. So he's not a shooting guard. He's a small, small forward. In my opinion, like you don't want him playing the three. And he's not a good enough scorer to play the three. All in terms of uh, weight, but he's six foot seven. Correct, he's which is like seven. an ideal height in the like it's the best, probably the best height in the NBA. Six seven, six eight. He's got to grow into the because those are guys that can. Those are guys that aren't too tall, so that they can't you know defend guards. But if you're six seven, six eight, you're you're still you can be athletic enough and you can move well enough to where you can defend guards. Sure. And you're you might be tall enough to be able to challenge bigs, and you can play on the perimeter. You can play inside, and of course you can guard the wings as well. That, and that's what Eamon Thompson could be. And and that's you know we're looking at a bunch of guys that's like kind of if at this point in the draft after the top like you, you can even include Brandon Miller in this because Brandon Miller is in this like in this category. Of guys that are like six six to six ten, they have the ability to do more than one thing with the ball. They're also very raw. Like I feel like that's why this draft is like really hard to figure out after number three because all of these guys are very similar. You have two two twins, Mike. Like it's right. like that's part of this. And and like you look at Jer- like I don't think that the margin between pick number six or seven is very different than pick number 15 16 i don't know man because the thing about it the here's in the problem with amen thompson is he can't shoot that's my problem with him he's a 25 percent three-point shooter which the rockets with a very limited very limited might i add but his jump shot his jump shot is broken i mean right now it's broken now you're paying your head coach $7 million a year. You would hope you can get that fixed. Royal Ivy was a pretty good shooter at Texas in his day, so maybe that fixes it. Ben Sullivan is a great shooting coach as well. Correct. And the thing is, again, you would give it a B. I'd give it a C-. I hate the pick. 
if they take Amen Thompson, he's just not my guy. Okay, so what what pick would you make, Mike, in order to give you an A as close to an A plus as possible? <sighs> Jeremy, that is a sensational question. Um, I gotta tell you, because look, you're giving it a C minus, you're obviously comparing it to something. I gotta tell you, right now, if you ask me if I had to choose a guy, if Miller Henderson and Vic are obviously off the board. My number one possibility is to trade up to no, to a whoever, two or three. Yes, I think I, I would be in that same boat. That's number one. I got it. The two guys that I would say to get as close to an A grade as possible, Jarris Walker and Cam Whitmore. Those are the two prospects to me that are, they don't have, they don't have incredibly high ceilings. I'll admit that, but they have, everything in today's NBA that you need in order to be a successful player. Jairus Walker will walk into the building. He was the number 12 uh, prospect coming into college this past year, played at U of H. I don't think they showcased his talents as much as they possibly could have with the amount of talent that they had. But Jairus Walker is Paul Millsap. Who yeah, you could say that about everybody. Potentially. Yes, you could. You could every prospect. He walks in and he'll get you – immediately 14 and nine a night in his first year. And he's only going to get better. Cam Whitmore is the typical three and D guy. And the better part about him versus a guy like Amen, everything you just said, the his only top end talent trait is his athleticism. That's it. He doesn't do anything else. Great on a consistent enough basis. He's a good passer. He's not a great passer. He's a good defender. He's not a great defender. Cam Whitmore Looking at his tape is everything I want for this roster. You put him, Tari, and Jabari, you have your three wings for the next 10 years. It's pretty damn good. If Cam Whitmore was the pick, mm -hmm. we haven't talked a lot about Cam Whitmore. No, we're going show. to this week, though. We're going to get into Cam Whitmore. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be pissed. But I wouldn't be jumped, like... He's okay. Like, he's okay. And I can, like, and that's kind of how I feel about really anybody at this point. I'm not, like, head and shoulders above one, like, one over the other. When you get the number number four pick in the draft, you're getting someone that is, um, you're getting someone that has potentially really good. We, we've, right. I just, I just listed a bunch of former number four picks. And look, there, there are some busts on there. And you hope that whichever player the Rockets pick won't be that. Um, but again, if you're going to take a guy at number four, why not take the swing? Why not go for the guy with the highest ceiling? Cause they don't have time for another project. Very simply put, they don't have time for another project. But all of these guys are projects, Mike. They're all super young. No, they're not. They're, 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 all super they're, young. they're, le they're less of a mold of clay than Amen Thompson. There's too much to fix. Look, it's. Pick. No, th what the the way that you're talking, Mike? It, it, this is what it tells me about you. You are a little bit more in terms of when it comes to ranking prospects and when it comes to evaluating prospects. You tend to favor um, the more traditional college route, and there's nothing wrong with that because it's a proven it's a proven metric. And with Eamon Thompson, he doesn't have that. He has the most unproven metric. The Overtime Elite League, which has never seen a player drafted ever because it is a two- or three-year-old league, and there just isn't a 
there isn't something to compare it to. But, but I don't think it's a fair assessment, though, because I, I don't I don't feel that way about Scoot. Scoot played in the same league. But I Scoot feel- also no, but Scoot Scoot was the G League. He's playing against NBA talent, and Scoot's also on a different level as a prospect. But non-college route is what I'm saying. I'm talking about individual. Pro- I don't care where he played. To be honest, it does not matter to me where they play. It's about who they are as a prospect. You, you and everybody else have not convinced me of one characteristic about Amen Thompson outside of his athleticism that should be attractive to the Rockets at the number four pick. There's his not- ability, his ability to pass is better than a lot of these, uh, you know, just strictly wings. There, there's more Jarris- versatility with Amen Thompson versus these other guys. With with Jarris, like he's got he he's a he's a four he's a four pro like a typical four but can play some three and maybe some small ball five with cam whitmore three or four kind of reminds me of cam johnson in a way pretty damn um, good. yeah and that wouldn't be a bad pick um like yeah that's the thing is i feel like whoever the rockets get for me it's gonna be somewhere between a b and a c Fair. And the only time the C's would come out is if they take a guy that they could have gotten at number 10. Or See, that's like going that. to gonna be a guy, and I want to bring this guy up because we haven't talked about him a lot. You would feel that way about like an Anthony Black, the porn guard from Arkansas. Anthony right? Black would be a minus for me. See, I like it because if you're talking about passing ability, I think See, Mike, that, that's that's why I feel like this, like what I just said about the overtime elite versus the college is true with you, because I feel like with Anthony Black and Eamon Thompson, they're very similar prospects. But the fact that you are hot, like you don't like it's like they're the same. They're very similar. But yeah, you're saying how you like Anthony Black, but you don't feel the same about Eamon Thompson. That to me is what I'm struggling to figure out. Well, and that's no. why I think that it's a college versus overtime elite thing because that's the one difference between them, if it's in pretty, my opinion. It's pretty si- it, look, it's pretty simple for me. It comes down to the individual prospects. Anthony Black is a better shooter. Now not the only by sh- much, Mike. Not by no, much. No, no, hold on. Not enough to the point where he is that much better than than Eamon Thompson. And look, Eamon Thompson is in every mock draft that we've seen, Eamon Thompson is higher than Anthony Black. Sure. Barely. It's within a couple picks. It's all about preference to the team. For me, it comes down to one simple fact. I believe Anthony Black is a safer pick than Amen Thompson. Safer That's it. pick, exactly. But why, why do we got to play it safe? Why do we got to play it safe? Because to me, this roster needs to start being built with guys who are safer draft picks right now. That guys that you can trust their Safer draft picks that'll get the Rockets to the 10th pick next year? When you already combine them with the talent that's here, plus the talent that you're going to bring in with that sixty million dollars in cap yeah, space, but the Rockets yeah. have taken the Rockets have taken risks with these last two drafts. But that's my point. I don't want them to do that. That's my personal preference. I'm done taking swings. That's what it is. I I don't. I should but rephrase. The swings that. have paid off. Really, they they've paid off to the worst record in the league three years in a row. That's not paying off to but me. You're saying that the talent's there. And you see, like, no, I'm saying the talent that is already established with the Rockets, because you want to grow, you want to grow around Shangun, you want to grow around Tari, you have those guys. They need a playmaker at the point guard position, which and, I don't and, and Eamon Thompson will give you that better than any other prospect that is available at the number four pack. That's fair. Pie. 
So let me ask you a question. So if he was Ben Simmons, because that's who a lot of people compare him to, would you be okay with with that level of him reaching that level as a prospect? Because Ben Simmons ain't going to be doing much in the NBA here pretty soon, the way he's been going about his career. The difference between Ben Simmons and Eamon Thompson is is one thing, desire. Ben Simmons don't want to play basketball. No. And it's very clear. It's very clear that this man just cashed the bag and was done. And you could see that from a mile away. Like, you could see that coming into the league. With Eamon Thompson, I don't get that vibe. Fair. The guy, the guy said, I don't want to go to school. I want to get better. I want to go and, like, improve my game and go strictly to a league that will do that for me. Yeah. And to a league where I can be the star. I can be the star of this team. Not Look, obviously it's overtime elite. Overtime elite is not the NBA. But he's played style. He's been the star of a team. He's been the, the guy, and not to say that he can't be the guy, and but he's had that experience of being the number one or the number two on his team. And to me, I want as many of those guys in the Rocket building as possible. That's what the Suns are doing. The Suns are building as many guys, many stars as possible. But in reality, some of those stars are going to have to be complementary pieces. They, they can't all be the star. But that's how they're choosing to build their team. That's how every team ideally should be choosing to build their team. That being said, there are some players that are going to have to get in line, be a role player, and go from there. If you want to give me the best role player in the draft, then the Rockets should honestly trade back. That's how, kind how, of how, how how okay, so before I I'll I, tell you this if if the Rockets were number five in this draft and Eamon and the top three were gone by then and the Rockets were picking number five, I would try to trade that pick immediately. Well, uh... Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Here's the thing this is why. Our- or I'd get Audrey Thompson. That's the thing, man, is that this roster still has a massive way to go, maybe the best way to put it. And maybe you look at this and you say, look, Amen Thompson's going to be our point guard of the future. That's the only way I'm taking him at number four is if you're going all in on him, which means you're taking yourself essentially out of the hardened sweepstakes next month. 
No, why? Because Harden's only going to be here for a year or two. Then, but but taking Amen Thompson then is a waste of time. No, it's not. Go get Harden more. Why? So you're going to draft a guy at four to sit him on the bench? That doesn't make any sense. No, Mike, I'm not. I'm not saying that. So you're going to take you're going to sign Harden and play Amen at the same time. Maybe. So what do you do with your what do you do with your starting five? Maybe. Who's your starting I mean, five? Let's say that happens. Harden, so Jalen, Amen, Jabari, and Shengun. Say that one more time. You broke up there. Harden, Jalen, mm-hmm. Amen, mm-hmm. Jabari, Shengun. So you're not only going to not start KJ, you're not going to start Tari Eason in his second year. Interesting. Well, I love That's- Tari. I love Tari. Don't get me wrong. But mm-hmm. I could see, like, I could see a world where that works. Or if they don't get hardened, they can play Eamon at the one. They can play Eamon at the three. It, it really just depends on who else is on the floor. If Dylan Brooks comes in, Eamon can play the one. If, uh, you know, if Harden's in, Eamon can play the three. Or if Jalen's out, Eamon can slide to the two and you can put someone at the three. You're, you know, that's why Eamon Thompson is the pick at number four if the Rockets want to go in that route. Because of what he, the amount of flexibility that he can bring, that is what is important. And yeah, he, like Eamon doesn't have to start. Eamon could be the guy off the bench, and he could ride with Kevin Porter Jr. and he can, you know, work work it out some way. Like there's there's so many ways in which it can work. To me, though, it's like in this draft in particular. Like, don't get me wrong. If the Rockets wanted to trade back and get say like if they were to trade back to number seven with indiana with indiana um if because i know indiana wants to move up or like orlando or something like that i wouldn't be like totally against that and they they take a cam whitmore or they take um jarris or they take like i mean but if you like a guy at they, four, they you whatever. just take the guy at four that's that's my thing. You have your choice of your guys. Why run the risk of trading back? I hate the idea of trading back. Like stay at four, get your guy, or move up. Either move up or stay at four. Is the way I see it. I there's not one yeah, guy. That I don't I, think they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna end up trading back because I think that Amon's their guy. I see. That's so funny because I do too. I'm almost trying to talk you out of Amen Thompson to see if you can talk me into it. If that makes sense. Like I wouldn't hate the idea of Amen Thompson. Overall, initially, I'm just talking about gut reactions. I would not like it. I just, from what I've seen, there's not enough there to get me excited. But maybe he's just not playing with the right group of guys. You put him on a team with a Jalen Green, with a Tari Eason, with a Jabari Smith, with an Alperin Shangun. Maybe he develops that jump shot and he turns into a nice little player. But if you're telling me I'm getting Ben Simmons at number four, that doesn't get me excited. Look, I... I don't I think when you like Ben Simmons is like just such a polarizing player that it, and he's almost universally disliked by everyone because of just his attitude towards basketball. That's why people don't like Ben Simmons. It's yeah. not the fact that Ben Simmons can't play basketball. It's the fact that Ben Simmons can play basketball, made millions of dollars doing it and then chose to just correct. Him. He did it to himself. He did this entire yeah, thing. Absolutely. Amon Thompson is not going to do that. I don't think so. I'm just talking about level of guy. Let me rephrase. 
his output stats wise, I would like a little bit more, but I digress. Let's move to the 20th pick before we wrap the show up per CBS sports. See, this is the situation in this mock draft at 19, the Warriors, they have them taking Derek Lively uh, center from the seven, one center from Duke from the Rockets. I, if he falls beyond 15, I'm trading up. I'm calling whoever it doesn't matter whether it's uh, Miami at 18 Lakers are probably staying at 17. Utah at 16 could be a prime trade-up candidate. If KJ they, in 20 for 10. Say that again? KJ in 20 for 10. I'd do it. Ooh. Interesting. For Derek Lively, I'd do it. Yeah, that would be the Mavericks at number 10. I don't know if the Mavericks are going to get in as much trouble as they did with the NBA to get into this lottery, to then trade out of the lottery down to 20 if all we're adding is KJ. I mean, if you if, if that's all it took, I would do that deal in about five seconds, especially if you're going to get Dylan Brooks in free agency, I'm in. Right. That, that's the thing. That's why KJ is tradable, in my opinion. Totally. Not because I don't think he's great and everything, because I do. You're about but to the roster crunch is real, number one. Yep. And if you're going to bring in two rookies this year, someone's got to go. Yeah. Tate's and, and because you want to bring in three or four veterans, someone's got to go. Right. So I think KJ's played his last game of the Rockets. Um, wouldn't surprise me if Josh Christopher has as well. Um, although I, I am more keen on Christopher and Gruba staying, but I, I feel like they're going to be the like just like the odd men out, unfortunately. Um yeah. I, I think, don't think I think Ty Ty may have played his last game as a rocket as well. Um and Dacia Nix definitely has. Um See, isn't that an indictment though? I mean, I know we're going to differ on this, but I do want to bring it up. The fact of what you just said to me is an indictment on the fact they've done a decent job of building this roster, but not a good enough job. That's why, to me, Raphael Stone is on the hot seat right now. Raphael Stone is on the hot seat if he does not. Because the goal of the last three years has been to get the Rockets to this point. Correct. So I they're agree. here. But the, that's not the goal this year. The goal is to be better. And right. the Rockets have the potential to be better. They have uh, a decent shot to land one of the three best free agents in this class. The most money, which means they can get more than just that. Correct. And they have the number four pick in the draft. So they have a lot of tools to really improve this team, not just for the future, but for like for next year as well. And yeah. so that is why Rafael Stone is on the hot seat. Because he has potential, and it, it won't be from the last three years. It'll be because of this year. Correct. And he's got the potential. He's they're, they're drumming up a big game. They are linked to almost every top free agent because they have the money. Correct. So go and deliver. And that's, Stone. This, is the most, this is the two most important weeks of the Rafael Stone era. And, and if, he gets, if he gets enough, look, I trust Rafael Stone. I really think he's going to have a... I think the Rockets are going to be one of the noisiest teams this summer because of what they have and their goals. Like they want, they want to push for this. And there are a lot of teams that also want to make that push, but you're also what you're going to see in the next couple of weeks is some of these teams taking a step back. Yeah. Washington was the first one today. And you're going to start to see that in a couple of other cities as well. I think. Well, and, and kind of putting a, a bow on tonight, I also think there's a guy out there that 
even if it were to happen today, it won't that I would replace Raphael Stone with is Bob Myers. The fact that Bob Myers left Golden State and is out there, I'd send him a blank check and say, how much do you want to run this team? I would get rid of Raphael Stone tomorrow if it meant getting a Bob Myers. And the I, don't fact think, that- I don't think they would need to get rid of Raphael Stone in order for that to happen. That being said... But I, he better fall in line then because Bob Myers would run operations. And it, well, it, yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. No, that's 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 the fact that he's out there it puts more even more pressure on him. Um, but let's get. But some- I think I think Rafael Stone. I think Rafael Stone is is respected amongst the organization. He's respected around the league. I really don't think like he is a. I don't think he's bad at his job. I think he is lying the Rockets up to where they are at the moment because that's what is the best course of action but it's time to get back towards winning. And they have, they have the means to do that. They have a new coach. They're going to get a new point guard that like, Mike, I don't think I've stressed enough. I've said it a couple of times and I will continue to say it throughout the off season and into the next season. Probably it's amazing what the team will look like with a new coach and a new point guard. It it will uh, almost a 180 shift because that has, like that that holds so much weight. And it's why the Rockets were so good for so long. It's because they had those things. They had a good point guard and a good coach. We'll see. To sum up tonight, 20th pick. They've got the Rockets taking Keontae George, shooting guard from Baylor. Shot 34% from three last year, 15 and a half points, four and a half rebounds, three assists. I wouldn't like this pick either. It, it doesn't make a ton of sense to me with what they he's have a shooter, Mike. he's a shooter he's a he's 100 percent a shooter so like, i i, I keontae george i'd be shocked if he was still there at 20 he might be i mean just basically, I, I would be very surprised he's been a lottery pick basically the whole time i mean i could see a world where keontae george does slip on draft night i don't think he slips past 20 yeah and if he does then he will be one of the top options for the rockets should they choose to pick there i love although my thinking is if you're going to take Eamon thompson I have a hard time seeing why they would also take Keontae George. Correct. That's why CBS Sports, no disrespect to CBS Sports, it doesn't make a ton of sense to me to add to the already crowded backcourt. Again, I if they do this, I, I think you're right. Josh Christopher's played his last game. Ty Ty Washington has, has played his last game. Um, but again, I like Keontae George because of the shooting. Uh, 100%. It's, it's shooting for him. The rest of his game's got to be developed. Um, but Jeremy, we have a ton of time to talk about this again. We are going to be live every single night, uh, through Thursday. And then we're doing our live show at, uh, urban South brewing, uh, over on Oliver street. Can't wait to see all their shirts, stickers, giving away special guests, all that good stuff. Jeremy repping the Strohs tonight. You love to see it. Uh, I think this is again, a good place to park the rocket ship. If you're on Twitter, make sure to follow us, uh, on Twitter at, Jeremy, throw in your uh, Twitter handle before I get to the shows. You can follow me on Twitter at Jeremy Brenner. That's J-E-R-E-M-Y-B-R-E-N-E-R. And you can follow my co-pilot on Twitter, Mr. Michael Brown at... Mike Brown underscore 2020. If you want to follow the kiss of death, you can follow us at Rockets FFSN. If you want to follow the Fans First Sports Network, search Fans First SN. We'll be back live here tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Central Time, working on hopefully a special guest uh, for tomorrow night's show. But until next time, go Rockets.